0: Yeah, so we are live here on the Culture Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. Have an awesome panel, and we are <coughs> we are waiting on another. Excuse me, uh, Bill DeQuilla is going to join us here in moments. We got a fantastic panel with us, and I want to uh, I want to promote something really cool that my co-host Jerry Mancini is doing. Hopefully, this works here. Share the screen uh, with his tweet uh, if, you, if you guys can read the fine print there. I think this is awesome. Jerry Mancini tweets out today. Uh, and he's going to do this. We're making plans on this. We're going to make it happen. He says, I wanted to show my gratitude to those who have been supportive towards the pod and my work. If you want to win a free Lazio jersey, follow all, all of us, Jerry, me, and the show at jmancini8, at Alex Dono, and at Pod, And retweet this tweet. We're getting a ton of retweets. Thank you, guys. And send your score prediction for the Lazio Inter game. That'll be after the international break. He says, correct responses will enter a draw And uh, and uh, that will be drawn live on the pod to decide the winner. And we're getting responses, all sorts of different scores. You know, a lot of the uh, the Lazio are are picking Lazio, the Interisti are picking Inter. The neutrals are all over the place. So it should be a good one. Uh, before I introduce Jerry, let me introduce our panelists on this episode. A guy we've been meaning to have on for a long time, and I'm so glad we did. Uh, he runs uh, the at Inter Northwest account. Bilal is with us. Bilal, thank you so much, man. I'm glad we could finally connect. I know, I know, we've kind of had our wires crossed in the past. So I'm so glad you could make it on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's happy to be here, man. It's been such a fun, uh, like show that you have put together i've been you know watching along uh, the banter and the <laughs> the analysis and whatnot i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me on
0: i appreciate that and i appreciate the description of the show as well because we try to have fun um there's a lot of Calcho content out there in english it's it's a space that's really growing and there are a lot of folks that do a fantastic job whether it's podcast youtube content there's a lot of good people who do stuff on spaces now like i had a chance this past week to join our buddy Cliff Esmiel on his uh, space and had a great conversation with him. And people do it different ways. Some people are like super professional, super newsy. Some people are just like a hundred percent banter. We try to mix it up. Like we try to have some banter. We also like to try to have some more serious conversations as well. So welcome, Bill Al. It's so great to have you. Also, Thank want to you. welcome in. He, he's becoming a veteran on this pod. He's one of our favorites. There's a reason why we keep bringing this guy back. I, I just I enjoy his content. And he's a big Roma supporter. Roma wins over the weekend, so he's happy. Mass Riccio is with us. Mass, welcome back, sir. How are you?
2: I'm fine. How are you guys? Thanks for having me back. It's, it's I've been waiting. I'm excited to talk with you guys.
0: Yeah, man, it, it's our pleasure. And then let me introduce the man of the hour. And we're gonna be nice to Jerry because it was it was a tough showing for Lazio over the weekend. Three 0 defeat to Bologna, which also saw a Cherby. Sent off for some colorful language, uh, red card in the 76th minute. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he's been better. Jerry Mancini, how are I, you? Man? I don't
3: get nothing out of this. So I don't give a shit, win or lose. To be honest, really? why? I, I, it's on my team. They win, they win. They lose, they lose. <laughs> I, don't, I I don't make anything out of it. Attitude. Seriously, I don't bet on. If I bet on the game, sure, I care. But I never yeah. bet on my team. I think I it's that i never been on my team. It's just bad luck. You bad know what, luck. man? Yeah, I think it's bad luck, man. You, you, I don't know. Maybe some people think differently. But uh, you know what? At the other day, I woke up at 6.30 to watch the most. I, I knew that was coming. Um, sorry, speeches already commented how they were. I blame sorry for this game from start to end. You can blame all you want that you only had 48 hours to rest and be prepared and all that crap. At the end of the day, rotate your squad. And, and we know what Sarri is. And if he doesn't learn how to rotate, it's going to kill him. Yeah. Again, I don't know how other teams, how new managers are are kind of corresponding to this. Uh, I noticed that Nzagi doesn't rotate a lot either. He plays the same players. Yeah. Um, Mourinho is the same type of way too, where he doesn't kind of really rotate as well. Um, but you know that you're playing Thursday. I don't know how Mourinho managed his squad from Thursday to Sunday, but... Lazio is exactly the same 11 almost. And wh- what do you expect? Like, you started Luis Alberto every game, you started a chirby every game, um, you started Hussay every game. You-, you got guys on the bench who haven't even played a game yet. Marici finally made his first start, he's the scapegoat in the loss. Like, he's far beyond the issue on Sunday. up uh, what else? Uh, Toma Th- Bossage, we spent eight million dollars on this guy. Let's leave him on the bench. Don't don't let, don't let him start. Don't, don't, don't worry, it's you got Raw Maro, eighteen years old, on the bench who, who's been impactful. Put him on. Like, don't play the same players game in and game out. That's what. That's the issue I'm scared about this Lazio side. Not that you have to play them 21 games in a row to, to get some continuity. That's just it's it, it's right to a certain degree, but you also have to rotate it to to, to keep them healthy. But yeah. that that's what concerns me about Lazio. But you know what? I don't even give a shit. This game was carbo. Melania was better. That was it
0: yeah I
1: wish I wish we all had the kind of mindset Jerry has about their team. We probably have a little bit more peace in our lives to be honest.
0: So right. I felt I felt so silly like on on Sunday evening, I was in my car, and I was like, and and this is the stupidest reason to be bummed. Like I shouldn't have been bummed because, you know, inter won their game on Saturday, right? And then on Sunday, I'm like, man, I'm so bummed that. You know, Napoli and Milan both won today. I was hoping somebody would drop points. I'm like, oh, nobody's dropping points. We're still in third place. And I'm like, okay, first of all, like Jerry said, it's honestly, it's silly to get upset about sports anyway when we're just fans, we have no control over it. But I felt so silly because I wasn't even worried about my own team. Like I was worried about other teams that weren't dropping points. I because I, I can at least kind of forgive myself for being bummed if Inter lose a game or if they drop points in a game they shouldn't drop points in. Like, I'm, I'm still upset about DiMarco stepping up and taking that penalty against Atalanta. Like, I'm still – I, I want to just, like, give Inzaghi a shove for that, for allowing that to happen. So, but at least, like, if it's Inter, it makes sense. But I'm getting bummed about other teams winning games. I'm like, how silly is that, man? Uh, but I wanted to uh, to get a couple of, couple of notes uh, on Inter's win over Sassuolo. Uh, very poor first half. Um, And, you know, you had certain players like De especially, who you do not expect to be poor. He had his worst half in an Inter shirt. Like, he was really bad in that first half. Uh, You know, Skriniar gives up a penalty. Thankfully, a guy who's usually poor stepped up and played great, and that was Samir Handanovic. Because if not for that, Inter are not winning that game. But a a couple of things, uh, Bilal, I want your take on as the Interista in the chat. Um, any like are, are you concerned because Inter haven't they haven't been putting together consistent 90 minutes. They, they tend to start poor. They tend to go down one nil fall behind the eight ball. And then in the second half, come on stronger and their depth, right? The quality of depth usually in zaggy subs end up working out. So how much of that is, is concerning to you in the future? And then I also want your take because something that really divided Calcho Twitter was whether or not Handanovic should have been sent off. So I want your take on those two things. If the patterns of play and the inconsistencies, yeah. how much do those concern you? And do you yeah. think Inter were fortunate to be able to finish the game with 11 men?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I mean, going in sequence, uh, I, I think that it is a concern um, that inconsistency in performances uh, have, have been there uh, so far in the early half of the season. If you remember going back to last season, I know it was Conte um, and and Ericsson was here, and unfortunately he's he's had a health issue and isn't with the team. But I feel that like one person not being there has lost the, the, the kind of like the balance in the the midfield that we had last year. And like we we were able to play against teams that would press us against us higher up the pitch. We were able to pass around and get out of the, the those high press situations quite easily. And in this situation, I mean, At- At- Atalanta pressed us and they were really aggressive. Everybody was aware that there is no way they can keep that up for the entire 90 minutes, and they didn't, and we got our chance to get back in the game. Um, but but not having Ericsson, I think Ericsson figured out after sitting on the bench and giving getting some a, a lot of time to think about what to do with his life, um, he yeah. managed to figure out like what Conte actually wanted from him, and he was really good in both phases of the game. And Hakan, uh, so far, I mean, as uh, Milanisti. Rightfully said, he's hot, he's been hot and cold, but it's just that you know, much like early half of last season, uh, we were not able to get a good glimpse of how Brozovic and Eriksson could coexist. They were like two cooks in the in the kitchen trying to cook the same dish almost, uh, and you know it it didn't really work out until until that dynamic was worked out. We were not able to click, and in this this season so far, we have had one game when we had three five one one formation with Inzaghi and that was Dzeko's first game and because of you know Lautaro having uh, red card or like too many yellow cards last season, he was in around for the first game against Genoa and you had a midfield of Brozovic, Barella, Sensi and Hakan and Hakan was in the natural number 10 spot that he's good at and in that he was most effective and after that, Sensi has been ineffective and he hasn't been around at all and so you look to the bench, the guys are Brozovic uh, uh, Vecino, Galliardini and Vidal. When Vidal plays he doesn't have a 90 minutes in him but when he plays he's been really good so the part of the challenge is you don't have that quality to play fill like the role up in Eriksen in a 3-5-2 and then Sensi who can actually fill in and help us play the 3-5-1-1 one, one, he's been injured and he's not been there and then Hakan playing out of position he has been completely you know ineffective in that sense um, and so, so So uh, that put together with the fact that I think Inzaghi also has been a bit off in his starting lineup predictions uh, or selections, uh, you know, against Atalanta, I don't think he should have started Hakan. Um, I think he should have started Vecino. And the moment Vecino came on, the game changed. Similarly, against Shakhtar, he started the opposite. You know he should have actually started Hakan in that game and, and and try and try to manage cope with the press much better. And he, didn't that happen in that game? And we started actually coming alive in the game much later on. It was too late. Um so so he's tinkering with it and I think he'll figure it out. He just needs the patience and time that that we all had given Conte and he'll figure it out and he's a smart guy. I I, I like the appointment Inter made. As far as the, the solo game and on look I I don't think he made any, I mean, there was incidental contact, but I don't think that contact was deliberate. Uh, He was clearly trying to get out of the position. And the fact that VAR also intervened and reviewed it, and they confirmed after looking in slow motion that he had no contact, it's not a penalty. I think it's fine. I think in, in general, whenever goalkeeper is involved, it's easy to say, hey, he committed a foul, but there was no foul and therefore no red card. Simple as. So I think that's, that that part of the game was fairly uh, okay for me but it's just the lack of character in the first half was just annoying
0: yeah no and, and that's by the way a great breakdown by you it's really well said and um you know obviously you know people can accuse me of being biased but after you know the the hundred super slow-mo replays I saw of the Handanovich incident and and seeing the way that it was broken down by you know a few actual referees I I uh, I, I agree uh, that, that it was actually right not to send him off in the moment I was very concerned that they were gonna send him off after reviewing the film like I thought oh my god this is it we're, we're down one nil and you know we're gonna be down to 10 men our, our goose is cooked here but I, I actually thought that they that they did get that one right uh, so I want to ask uh, the non entity in the group I mean Jerry h- how did you feel about it did you think Hondaovan should have been sent off
3: well at first, I thought it, 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 it's 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 debatable. I I think yes, he should have been sent off. But I I finally was not pro Inter, and, and I get shot by like twenty interisties thinking like where where where's the support from Jerry? But like I, I yeah, we I, thought you were one of us, Jerry. I'm not. I'm just neutral, man. <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly think I I see it from both sides. Okay, I see a player who's kind of throwing himself into the goalkeeper and you kind of see him, his face go into his arm, but you also see a a goalkeeper committing to the ball and he's already out and making his full challenge. So like you see someone going, his arm's already up. It doesn't matter. Like you've already extended your body up. So anytime, let's be realistic. Anytime a player sells a foul, they always go into the body and, and try to draw the foul and that's kind of what's happening there and nine out of ten times it does happen where you're you're given the foul like, like you are you're, you're rewarded because when when Andinovich attempts for the ball he makes the attempt he goes in and he's already going with his arm full out and then as a player you're gonna go in and, and try to get hit now so i i don't know man i i, I get where we into these tees. No Inter fans no going to say, oh, yeah, that's a foul. Yeah, that's a foul. I Actually, you know what? I take that back. I had a few Inter fans I did actually. I see a few. Yeah. I've seen a few actually who said that it was a foul, and, and they, they admitted that it, it was the wrong call. So I respect those people who, who obliged to that. But when you're a referee, it's 50-50. And, and I'm surprised they didn't go to VAR on that decision. I'm very... Surprised because I I, 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 thought, I think
0: I think at the very least there were, there was a silent check because he cause, yeah because uh, yeah. the because the, the the referee was clearly listening in his earpiece before like he was kind of you know that thing where he's like telling the players like hey calm down I'm listening stay away from me for a second so they did look at it just they, they didn't call the referee under the hood I just think contact's contact at the end of the day
3: even how can you how can you say that a player is trying to just go into a goalkeeper like. I, I don't like that answer because at the end of the day, you, the goalkeeper is always going to get protected. And I think sometimes goalkeepers in certain situations are too overly protected where they're, they're just given freebies and they can go out 20 meters, 20 yards out of their freaking box and do whatever the hell they want. And that that's kind of the case there. But, and then for the other goal, into the discord that was a foul that is a clear and obvious oh, foul oh yeah the, the penalty like on, I can't, on yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, a clear yeah. there that, is no
1: doubt about that one yeah.
3: that's yeah. a clear and obvious foul like he, yeah i think i think the, I think the only
0: person the only person who didn't think that was a foul was our guy michael Lisi. and i was like bro it's like yeah, you you, you got to take your milan bias out of it for 5 bro, seconds he he, yeah. he 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 tried to say that that uh that jecko stopped his run to wait for contact and I'm like, bro, that's not even, I, I watched it a thousand times. No, sorry.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. When the contact contact at the end of the day, I think both should have been called because they're both similar. They're both contact at the end of the day. Like, but again, yeah, but
1: Gary, one, one is inside the box. The other is not right. Again,
3: yeah, I know, you know, know but okay. Be- but hold on. If Hedanovich doesn't take him down, he he's clear. He goes. He yeah. Exactly. And,
0: and, and that's where the and debate was. Yeah but um but did he
1: did he did he actually try and take him down though i mean no that's the thing like he was to me it was incidental if he was like you know if he was like literally sticking his leg out while diving in the opposite direction or doing something silly like that i mean it's obvious he's trying to impede him but he's Uh, in this case he's kind of trying to jump out of the way so for me it seemed like you know he, he was trying to avoid it so
3: i i think at the end of the day if if Daniolo is gonna be given a foul for fucking dick squad. I mean, like literally dick squad. I I I'm I don't know what what is a foul anymore in in okay. Syria. I said that after. That's how I'm gonna describe. If, if Daniolo can get a foul for nothing, then I I, I don't know how to interpret calls. So yeah, well, I don't you're know talking, what consistency you're talking is about not the call from the derby. Yeah, like that that was, that. That's bad, and, and and I and I and I'll and I'll say it because we didn't talk about the derby now. Masses here, I'll say why thing never got the penalty in the first place, in Yolo Because, and I know it, it was very close.
2: Because there was two, those two situations, right? There was the offside. Those no, the Husai foul in the box that everyone was complaining about. Where you guys? Yeah, that's on the it. Hussai. yes. Hussai, it, it's debatable. It would have been a very soft penalty call. And the way I saw it, that the second, um, the second one that we got the penalty, it, it was a really soft makeup call. I really think the ref kind of realized that the his side would should have been the penalty, and then he kind of made up for it in the later half of the game when uh, Zaniol got impeded again. I think neither should have been a penalty shot. Hmm. They're both incredibly soft fouls. And in the case of the Husai foul, where they're all looking for a call. he he wasn't even facing net goal he didn't really have a an opportunity on net there he was just getting the ball towards him with his back on goal so it's not like he was like kind of like getting fouled in the middle of a scoring opportunity or something and the second one was it was incredibly soft so i don't know it it seemed like a makeup call to me but both were would have been incredibly soft to call
3: the first one was called back because it was an offside the play was an offside position so in the build-up after the fall, after the foul there, or before there was a foul. Sorry, there was an offside in the play. Right. So they allowed they allowed the play to continue, and that's and why. That's when you countered and scored. You countered. That's why. Right. But if you see the offside, it's very marginal. I mean, like that's very the, marginal. That's another.
2: That's another problem with the league. Very marginal,
3: you, and that's I saw these that. These
2: offsides that are just so close to call. I know.
0: Well. Again, I the
2: don't rules know. Those are rules, right? And, and,
3: then, wow. and,
0: the, the, and then the other thing that's kind of funny about offsides is, you know, whenever, like, they'll they'll eventually on the broadcast, they'll pop up that still photo with the line on it. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, they got it right. But then it's like, how do I know exactly when the ball left the passing player's foot, right? It's like –
2: Everything happens so quickly. It's
0: Exactly. Everything happens so quickly. So they, like, they, they, they find the image – that will back up the call whether they call it offsides or they didn't they'll find an image where they have that line it's like oh yeah they're right he was onside or yeah they're right he yeah. was offside but it's like wait how can i tell that that's the exact split second the ball came off the foot of the player who passed it to him it's so, uh so even that kind of stuff is kind of misleading and can be a little bit subjective you
2: know it's it's really tight it, it reminds me of uh, the nfl when they couldn't figure out what a completed catch was or yeah it's literally what's looking like in uh, city out with offsides and just fouls right now they can't stay consistent i mean look, mm-hmm. we, we we want consistency but i mean have it has it ever really been consistent in city out recently that i can remember i don't think so right no you're right
0: it, it really hasn't uh something uh, as you see there uh, i didn't realize i was even already sharing this. hold f- on who
2: the hell hold uses on, hold on. ESPN um, oh, wow! Look, you don't it, have to it, scroll down to see Uva anymore. They're actually up there. <laughs> it was one of the fir- <laughs> it was one
0: of the first things that came up when I googled Serie odd table. ESPN came up very quickly. So we're, we're looking now, and we're heading into an international break, which I love watching the absurdity. But still, international breaks are bummers for me, uh, especially, especially since like I, I still feel like Inter have not recovered their fitness from the from the first international break especially for like the South American players who came back later and they had more travel. So it's like, oh, here we go. Here we're at another one. But we look now, Rose, I mean, Napoli, perfect. Uh, Literally a perfect start. Seven wins from seven games. 21 points leading the table. Milan are nearly perfect. Six wins and a draw so far. Inter have two draws in third place. Masses, Roma are in fourth place. But guys, I want to talk about and go around the table on this. The incredibly hot starts For Napoli and Milan, Uh, which of those two teams do you think is more likely to sustain that level of play or close to it for a full season? Now, for me, even though I've been obviously more impressed with Napoli's start than even Milan's, they've both been great. For Napoli, I worry about that African Cup of Nations when it's going to be right in the middle of the season without key players. I, I think that could really hurt them, that stretch. Uh, and obviously, for both of those teams, you know, Milan got off to a near perfect start last year. Winter Scudetto. They ended up fading in the second half of the season. You know, Napoli are coached by Luciano Spalletti. I've seen him have winter blackouts before. You know, regardless of what international tournaments guys might be playing in. Uh, so, I, I mean, Jerry, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Mass and to Bilal. Napoli and Milan, obviously both, uh, at, at least so far, both Scudetto contenders this season, and you know I think especially Napoli, I think have the squad if they can stay healthy, that uh, they they look to me like they're they're good enough to win a Scudetto. And Milan are playing so well; it's hard to argue. Jerry, between those two teams, which of those do you think is more likely to stay on top or near top of the table for a full season?
3: I'm gonna go with Milan because there's continuity there, and I think Stefano Pioli gets shit on way too much, a little too much now. I, I would say in the first six months, I get it. He, he had the history of being a, a, a choke, basically, where he is good at relieving, comes in, does the job, but long-term, he can't sustain it. He has something really positive at Milan where the players really respect him and want to play for him. And and it kind of reminds me of Inzaghi back in 2019, 20 where everyone was on on the same page, playing hard, winning on a consistent basis in city and, and I, I kind of see some resemblance there. The I don't care if they're a young team; they're a young team that that are showing that they're playing like 35 year olds in, in young bodies, where they have the experience and the the fortitude, the the, the, the mentality to win games um Diaz what, what a player I I feel they're yeah. going to loo- they're going to lose out on Diaz unfortunately because I don't think they have uh, a lot of um pull to keep him long term I think he's just short term for a loan so and I think that Real Madrid can bring him back if I'm not mistaken so I I really hope for for Milan's sake and for his sake that he stays at Milan because it would be a big mistake went back to Real Madrid I think they'll waste him he Certain players suit suit in certain places, and I think that at the moment, that's what is best for him. Pia uh, like Tenali. Um, this whole Tanali versus Locatelli debate on Twitter is freaking hilarious. Yeah, how um, about they're
0: both just really good, and we're and we're uh, lucky that they're both
3: Italian. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I think the whole debate's really dumb. But um, <laughs> if, if you wanted to give me one, I'll take I'll take Tanali. I'll, I'll, I'll put my money into the Tenali stock right now, and I think that his stock's going to rise further and higher than Locatelli's personally. Um, that, that's personally how I see it because um, it, t- it took Locatelli a while to get where he's at, whereas Tenali has already taken big strides in one season at 21 years old. Like there's a big age gap between him and, and Locatelli and this whole notion that he won a Euro, like, okay, we get it. He won a Euro, but yeah. like Tonelli still has another extra four years in his belt. He can
0: win something. Yeah, what, is but, he, what is he, 20? I mean, uh, the guy's going to be around for a long time. Like,
3: yeah. He, um, unbelievable player where the maturity and I'll I, i I'll be honest, I was a, a guy last year who didn't think he was going to be this good. I thought he was just like, whatever, personally, but I, I was proven big time wrong. Um, whereas Napoli, I'm, I'm not 100% sure under Spalletti. I think that there's going to be learning curves here where things are going to go a little haywire and there are going to be a little sit back, setbacks. Um, we saw that in Euro- Europa League where they they kind of switch off, right? Um, if they tank the Europa League, I, I believe they finish top four. That's a good call, actually. No, I, you know what? If they it.
0: tank the Europa League, probably top two, I, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
3: I I go all in on Napoli then if they
0: tank it. Um, again, I mean, Jerry Olson, what a freaking player! I mean, the, the guy is fan. I mean, he he was inches away from scoring that bicycle that would have been goal of the year candidate. I mean, he is unbelievable. I want I want to go off
3: topic actually, since we we're talking about Napoli and Milan, and Napoli played Fiorentina, and, and the biggest takeaway I took from the game yesterday is. Vlahovic is overrated. I'm going to go on the record now and say he is so overrated. I I think the guy has the most potential to to be the best player, but I also think he has the potential to be the worst player because he's so inconsistent that he looks good in two games and looks shit in three games and then (laughs) looks good in two games. And if Will doesn't know, our boy Will – Biggest Juventus fan I know since uh, since Nutella was created and biggest
0: Allegri fan I know and, and yeah. I, listen I like Allegri as well Bill loves
3: I'll, I'll, I'll I'll let Will chime in now because Will just came in Hold Let's on let, let, let
0: me reset the question so everybody can get it we'll, we'll go we'll go Bill next and then Bilal and then Mass so so Bill um, as far as you know we look at the two teams atop the table right now Napoli off to a perfect start Milan near perfect start. Yeah, I did remind people that uh, Napoli's depth is going to be tested during the African Cup of Nations, and I wonder how they're going to do during that stretch. So out of those two teams, out of Napoli and Milan, who, which team do you think is more likely to sustain this high level of play and stay, you know, top two in the table out of those
4: two? Huh, that's a really good question. That is a really good question. I think Milan.
0: I think so, too. And Jerry said the same thing.
4: Yeah, I, I do. I think Pioli, his pragmatism will play, like, a big role in keeping them afloat. I think, really, the key components of the team, they're not going to be as impacted as much as, as Napoli will be. Because, I mean, the Ozuman loss, potentially, in Koulibaly, those are the two best players on the club. So, I mean, losing them... And then you have the Spalletti wild card. Like, when does he fucking freak out? Because eventually, eventually he's going to go crazy. And you know, it's going to have something to do with Insigne. Like, guaranteed. <laughs> it's going to be a Spalletti Insigne clash at yeah. some point. It's going to be like Toti uh, part two, basically. Yeah. But it's except Insigne like is going to play this role. So, and then you have the whole owner component that ADL is like a little bit doozy bots. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of time. But, uh, you know, a full team like having everyone at their disposal. Napoli is the far superior club, but I just think Milan will handle the African Cup a lot better. I mean, Sandro Tonali, I know there were some questions everybody was freaking out about the midfield during the African Cup. I mean, Tonali is just awesome. Like this first like six or seven games, like the kid is looking really, really good. And um, I know, I think this is a good lesson to everyone. And this kind of goes back to what I said about Juventus in the previous pod. Don't come to conclusions at really small sample sizes. Um, give it a little bit of time, like, like let it breathe, like a good glass of wine, and you're gonna have a very good result. I like you it. You mean uh, I can't?
1: You you mean I can't watch a ten minute clip and make a judgment on his whole career? No. <laughs> like, like it, it's kind of it's kind of wild that you have people
4: who are in um, the media, for example, that are big Milan fans, and they they're ready like to, to cast it aside. And it's kind of like didn't you didn't you like learn your lesson with Locatelli? Like, this is the same exact thing like playing out again. Like, you gave up on him. I'm glad you did because he's looking fucking fantastic for Juventus. So,
1: please, give up on Sonali too. We'll take him because we need to (laughs) help Don't forget Pasina. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's
1: right.
0: What do you think, Bilal, uh, about uh, Napoli or Milan? Uh, Who do you think is going to do a better job sustaining their high level of play?
1: It's one of those questions, uh, Alex. That I know it's gonna come bite me <laughs> later on, but uh, I think I think I agree with everyone here. I think I also think Milan, and the reason is simple: like they, um, they've added some depth in the off season, and they their issue really last year was was depth, and the same group of guys playing over and over again. I guess in the end, kind of lost some steam at the tail end of the season, and this year. You know, they added the likes of, uh, you know, Junior Macias. Um You know, he's a decent player off the bench. He could potentially have, you know, a, 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 an impact for them. They added Giroud, who can, you know, make sure that Ibra stays a bit more fresh later down the stretch. And the most impressive thing under Pioli, I think he, 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 he found some secret sauce in Fiorentina when he was the manager there. And um, he had to deal with the whole... Um, you know, a, a unfortunate David story thing. Yeah. I think he found a way to connect with the team, and he's taken that along with the presence of Ibra in the locker room, and really built something really strong at Milan. Um, and and even last year, they, Milan, you know, lost really important players due to injury or whatever have you. It was just next man up and keep performing, and they kept getting results and churning out wins. Um, Napoli, um, you know, we, like you mentioned, Spalletti, we know. Uh, the January slump that he usually had consistently oh, uh, yeah. with Inter as well, um, you know, painfully, uh, and with them you look at their depth. I mean, Rahmani is good, but they have Juan Jesus. I mean, really, you know, when when uh, when Koulibaly goes on uh, Afcon duty and, and Giza does the same, and uh, you know, Faouzi Gulam is also uh, going to be gone during that time. Um, and so their depth, while it is strong now, well, the, the 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 depth will be gone as well during Afcon. But the thing for them is they're playing Bologna, Salernitana, and Venezia during Afcon.
0: Mm, that and is then good timing. A, wow.
1: The, I mean, it doesn't get much more better than that. So yeah, if Afcon is the concern that they will drop off, I don't think if they will. Um, That's a great point. I think they'll 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 be perfectly fine during that stretch. For them, it will be more about consistency and how. Spalletti rotates the squad and and how he keeps everybody motivated and, um, you know, whether he can, as you mentioned, not piss off Insigne, the cup captain uh, down the stretch and cause some locker room drama. So. Yeah. And that
0: <laughs> uh, that's also a very important one, because as the Italian media reminded us 10,000 times during the transfer window, he is uh, in, in the final year of his contract. So obviously, it's, right. it's extra, extra delicate to make sure that he's happy, because I know Napoli would love to re-sign <laughs> him, uh, whether it's yeah. at his terms or theirs. Like, I'm sure they would love to get that done. And, and Mass, limit, let me uh, give you the last word um, on that question of the day. Milan or Napoli?
2: I mean, something's going to regress with uh, Napoli. I think down the stretch, we're looking at a pace that's like equivalent to the Arsenal's invincibles at 100 percent this early in the season. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Keep in mind, also Spalletti. I mean, I've had my uh, yeah, you know, my, as well. my reservations you know about <laughs> uh, about Luciano Spalletti. So, uh, but uh, no, honestly, I think Milan is more likely to sustain it. Also, especially like you mentioned, the Afcon Cup. Milan has the depth to maybe kind of overcome the key pieces that they will be missing in that stretch. Um, I also see them maybe kind of slowing down as well, depending how far they make it in Champions League. Because right. that's the stretch the squad into during AFCON. Um, Napoli loses a lot more major key pieces, and they don't really have the depth to kind of uh overcome that. So let's say, like Bilal had mentioned their schedule. I mean Assuming players are leaving a couple of days early, like June sixth, they're playing Juventus. Assuming Juventus kind of finds their way, yeah, um, they're finding it, yeah, yeah. Sampdoria, Bologna, Salernitana. So, I mean, the bigger they would have to kind of overcome Juventus. Sam, I see Sampdoria probably giving them a bit of a hard time, maybe, especially if they're missing. Uh, I had no idea Gulam was leaving. I had a question mark next to him in my notes here because I wasn't sure if he got the call up for Algeria. But uh, yeah, so he was Kulabali, Gulam. Let's assume Anguisa, Unas, and Ossie men. I don't think Napoli is going to be able to uh, to overcome those key pieces missing, especially that a lot of them play a big role on the team. So I I, I think Milan has a better chance of sustaining their current form. But further down the stretch, uh, I don't see Napoli doing it. They don't have the depth. And then barring that doesn't blow up the locker room while picking a fight with Insigne, you know, so you never know.
4: So I've asked this you know, question before. Go ahead. Are other clubs obligated to release these players? Do they have to? It, it's one of those things
0: where they don't technically have to, but it's like it, it's a protocol that's usually respected, uh, especially for a big tournament like that. Like if, so it's, if a it norm. To,
4: it's a norm rather than like something that's like codified and like. You know, like uh, I I think
0: I, you know it, it's kind of it, it's kind of a great area because I've seen this like when I used to work with uh, with Inter Miami. Uh, the issue came up uh, because, you know, MLS doesn't go by the FIFA calendar. So usually any international break, you know, you're, you're fucked. Like if, you know, if, if mm-hmm. one of your players is in, you know, they, they don't they don't follow the FIFA calendar. They don't break with FIFA. And I I've, I saw it come up with Inter Miami for uh, Rodolfo Pizzato, uh who is a Mexican international. He kind of sucks anyway, especially at that time. But he was, you know, he was still important. He was called up for the Me- Mexican national team, but they were for friendlies. And I can remember the coach at that time was like, I don't know if we're going to send him, you know, we need him here. But then he did end up sending him because I, I I think he didn't want to. I, I think maybe you do have a choice, but it's one of those things where it's like it's very rare that you don't uh, that you don't respect the call out, the call up. Because I think it's just like I'm not sure. Does anyone in here know? Who, yeah, I know someone who wouldn't send
4: them. Who? ADL. Do oh, with, that's a great uh, point. Yeah, if there's a,
0: if there's anybody who would slide yeah. in and say, you know what, fuck
4: this, it would be yeah. that guy. You're right. Yeah. I mean,
0: right. Does anyone does anyone know? Even if it's in in the chat or anyone in the room, like, uh, are are you are you obligated to respect the call up, or uh, even for a big tournament like that, can you say no?
2: I, I vaguely remember a situation where a team didn't send someone who got a call up, but I th- I think the team has the choice. But it's one of those situations where you. You don't want to upset your players who finally get a chance to represent their national team. Yeah, especially if they play a key role on your squad. So, it's it's a it's one of those touchy things. I think it's like you you have the choice, but do you really want to do that to your players to not send them to go play for their national team when they have the opportunity, right?
4: Yeah, but Napoli situation, you named off all these players, and like you said, these are very key roles in our-
2: key players. 100%. Yeah.
4: So maybe he's like you know what three are gonna go you're gonna draw straws yeah <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, he's a very eccentric dude so it, it is possible
3: I think you're 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 obligated to keep them back if they're hurt
1: I think that's
3: what it is if they're healthy I think it's, yeah. it's 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 up to them but if you know that they need to sit back because their obligation is is their club first and Contract probably has details, says uh, yada yada yada. If player ABC is hurt or something or has something and said, stay back, they stay back. But uh, like looking at Mowgli, I'm pretty sure he would love to play Wednesday, but he's already training right now in the gym. He's he's, he's trying to get back for Lazio because that's, that's what it is. At the end of the day, as a player, I know you want to play for your country, but who pays you? The club pays right. you. Mm-hmm. Like the I think people forget that. Just like you're paid as a company, where you, they're not going to send you out to go to a bigger company for the day just to be represented for something else. When you're you're obligating, you're tied to it. Your first company. So like, at the end of the day, mobile is going to stay back because that's where he has to stay. I think it should stay back because he's been shit too this season. But that's beyond <laughs> that's beyond the fucking argument we're talking about. But um, again, I, the contracts, I, I stipulation, I, I, I and I agree with Will. You're going to get guys like ADL who will speak up and say, screw you, FIGC and the rest of the idiots. My, <laughs> my team is staying where they want, and I care only about Napoli because as an owner, you don't care about Italy. You don't care if they win a Euro or a World Cup. You care about the safety and the health of your players because you're paying them $4 million a year to play for your stupid team. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's as an owner, you don't care about oh look, we won a euro in the summer. In the summertime, they don't they they don't care as much, but they still do care because god forbid you, you get to a situation like Zanyolo, where the poor Erickson. guy, yeah, Erickson. Yeah, like these guys didn't even get hurt playing a league match. That's the worst part. Like they didn't get hurt for playing their own team. They got hurt for playing in the World Cup, Euro Cup. Like, that's as, as an owner, that's so devastating because, like, you're thinking, oh, I, I invested so heavily in this player. I have the the one of the best players in the world. And all of a sudden, he's no longer the best player. So what do I do? Right. So I and I know people are going to say, oh, you have insurance. There's blah, blah, blah. No, man. At the end of the day, you still got to pay these players. You're obligated to a contract,
0: and, and you get
3: the, the shit end of the stick, right? And,
0: and also, like, the insurance. The insurance yeah. may cover the wages, but it doesn't replace the player because, yeah, okay, we, with uh, Inter got insurance for Ericsson, they go out and spend the money on Hakan Chahanolu. It's not like you're getting, you know, a like for like Signed a plug.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They <laughs> signed a big plug over there. I thought I thought Nzagi was going to change him around, but I was wrong about that one, Uh my God, I forgot how bad he was with Milan. Eh?
1: No, I mean, hey, I, I would say I'd say hold off on that. I mean, it's only seven games in a season. It's not, I mean, it's, I'm not saying he's going to magically turn it around. Yeah. But things can change and, and, and give the guy a full season. And well, see I mean, what the, the first game, everybody was singing his praises. Oh, yeah. what a
4: genius. They got him on a free transfer. And now, me. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. And me. <laughs> me. I, I was like, oh, my God, this guy can do it. But but then I, then I forget. Debuts are always good for every player because you got the adrenaline, you got the emotion, you're ready to go, and then everything comes back to life, man. Yeah, the
0: best are either either debuts with a new club or when you face your former club. Yeah, those are usually yeah. so. Like I'm, I'm hope now if there's one guy who could find a way to suck against his former team, it probably would be Hakon. But I'm hoping he <laughs> steps up in the derbies this year. I'm hoping. <laughs> so I, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to get thoughts uh, from Mass. Hold yeah, on, man. hold on, hold on. I want to oh, ask ahead. because Will
3: came in late and I wanted to ask him and even Mass in below. Okay. So I just read a report right now. Sorry. Nikos, whatever the heck his name, the, the guy who does reporting for
0: uh, – Nikos Kira?
3: Yeah, that guy. I don't trust that guy. But anyways, I don't trust he's, half of he's them. He's pretty
0: good, man. He's actually he's – he's one of the better transfer reporters. Yeah,
3: well, well, he's the one of the better ones who got I mean, the news from the better one, who got the news from the better one, right? I care. <laughs> 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 that, that It's true, though. None of these guys are the original source. It's probably some guy in freaking like, part, yeah. Egypt or something.
0: But, uh, like, Fabrizio Romano, though, is really good. Yeah, don't get Jerry going. <laughs> 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 you're, gonna, Jerry, you're gonna get Jerry
2: going. I'm, I'm by... comes in late to stir the pot.
3: I'm blocked by him, man. I had to make a burner account just to see what he's tweeting out, man. <laughs> I, my burner account got blocked by Digby. Cause I called them out again. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god, that's one guy I'll never be nice to because his takes are so bad. But I and I say it in a nice way when I call him out now, not before. Before was bad,
0: before. <laughs> and by before, but you like, mean like two days ago, but you've turned yeah. over a new leaf in the last 48 hours. You, you, you definitely you, have some
4: interesting opinions. Let's put it that way.
3: Well, against Betsy, I think he was saying that he's like oh Moisey King was our worst player and I'm like what your worst player or no, he was our best player but meanwhile he's by far the worst player and I saw all the comments and just some of his takes I was just like this guy I don't know if he just does it to get people on him so he gets some like publicity or First something month. yeah like
4: I so- I vividly remember him appearing on, on Culture Land and this is I think prior to before coming back so this is a while ago and he's like yeah Mattia Peran, he's going to replace uh, Wojtek Shesny and be Juventus' starting goalkeeper. Just like, like that, wow. that is a take and a half, and that's a what take, a take. Not, uh, hand out. So apparently,
3: Juve are are in talks for Dusan Vlahovic. I was just reading right now, and it would be I a similar. It's a similar deal to how.
0: It's a similar. This is Jerry, hold, hold that thought for a second, because I will say you remember how earlier you said uh, you were watching Vlahovic the other day, and he looked very overrated to you. Yeah, he, I, I, I think he's tanking it to lower that price for Juventus. If, if I, was, I can get, hold on, if I can get my tinfoil hat on here, I think, I, I think, I think he's tanking it so Juve can get the discount. So,
3: I, I haven't been impressed with him this season. I, I. Think that he's been pretty mediocre, very disappointing, very inconsistent. Uh, yesterday, dropped the shell bomb, like big, bad dis- disappointment. Um, I'm just curious to see if maybe he isn't as good as we expect him to be, or what Alex said is that he's tanking it to drop the value, and that would be sad. And, and I want to know what you guys think because I thought last year he was a great player. I, 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 I still think I still think um, he's a great player. I don't want to jump the gun, but I, I, I'm not impressed with how he started the year. Are we seeing the effects of the Chiesa effect? I'll call it where hasn't just was burned and destroyed by Fiorentina. But I don't want to use that now because you got a good manager finally. And and and, and that that kind of excuse should be out the door now because Italiano is a good manager. And probably the best thing that's been there in the last three or who knows how long. But it, it, is it just a bad spell or like,
2: I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, yeah, go, go, I, go. Anybody yeah. go, man. Can I'll Can I? I'll lead off on this one. I mean, soccer is a sport where we use recency bias a lot, right? So like last year, his pace at the end of the season, he was like scoring like a brace to a goal almost every other game. There was no way he was going to keep that up. So, hey,
0: by by, by the way, guys, I just want to because I know Bilal has to uh, has to dip in a moment. He's got to take care uh, of his kid, which is very probably more important than what we're doing right now. So before you before you run, (laughs) man, I want to give you a chance to to plug social media, any work you're doing, because I I give everyone that opportunity. I want to make sure you get that, even though you have to dip a little early.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me. On. It, was, it was a blast. I'm more than happy to do it again. <laughs> the, the, the duty calls right now with the yeah, crying man. kids. <laughs> I got to pay. It. Like. But, uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, n- nothing really to plug. You're welcome to follow along my banter. I uh, try to keep it clean. I'm no Jerry Mancini, but I'm a good follow, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Interclub Northwest is the, the Twitter handle. Um, and uh, just, if you don't mind, just get final thoughts on Jerry's question real quick before I have to drop. I think mean, it's important to keep in mind that the guy's 21, right? He's going to have growing pain. He's going to go up and down in his, in his trajectory. And we know Chiesa was. I mean, people call Chiesa flop number of times before he actually turned the corner with you, right? Um, so, so that's always there with young players. And the one thing that I did notice with Blah, which in particular, he's most lethal when he's on a breakaway. If you're going to sit back and, like, possess the ball a lot and try to find, like, an opening and have him finished. He's not as effective yet. So I think the part of the game for which he's really good at, if, if for, for teams, we're going to, you know, sit back deep and run at you and, in and counterattack opportunity. That's where he's most lethal in that mindset. It's going to be scary. If you will land him with Allegri after Allegri, if they go back to like, you know, like possession based like pure low type football, I mean, pure low type football, they're not winning anything with anyways. So that's fine. But, um, <laughs> but but with Allegri ball, he is going to be really lethal, especially with uh, Kulishevsky and Tieza. I, I can see Will smirking, and I, <laughs> I'm not liking that one bit. But but as an Inter fan. but I, I think uh, yeah, he would be great for, with with Juve. Sadly, uh, but we still need to give the guy some chance to grow.
0: I appreciate it, man. It was so nice having you. We'll do it again.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Take care, guys. Yeah, so
0: I, I apologize because I, I I cut Mass off because I wanted to uh, make sure that Bilal could get his point in. So you can continue, sir.
2: Yeah, so like I was saying, um, we're using recency bias. Like he was on an incredible pace, uh, run of form at the end of the season last year. He was scoring a brace to a goal every other game, right? So, like Bilal said, he's young. He's twenty-one. He's gonna figure it out. He's gonna have his inconsistencies. I think it's just a little bit of a lull in his in his. uh Uh, output right now let's say but uh I don't think it lasts I think once he catches his form again it's like any other striker once you get your confidence back you start putting them back in the back of the net sky's the limit you know and he's young he's going to develop um though I think he would probably be better suited for AC Milan with their current team versus Juventus and the way he plays so I'd like I'm curious to see but I don't think Milan Milan might with the Champions League money I don't know it'd be very interesting to see but I'd rather see him at Milan than Juventus I mean they've taken enough uh young uh Italian prospects uh, to shore up their uh, their team. So, you yeah, know, I like it.
0: Uh, and, and so, Matt Mass, while you're on, I, I wanted to get uh, your take on Roma so far, and then I want to get William. Hold, hold on, hold on,
3: We're not done with this, Dusan
0: Lajovic. Okay, I, I'll, I'll oh add. yeah, that's right. I, yeah no, no, it's right. We need to get Will in. We need It's man. a future player. My bad. My bad. We'll talk get Will. about it. It's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I
3: yeah, I, uh, piece of shit. <laughs>
4: Um, no,
2: come on. Let him let him play hypotheticals yeah. with hoping that they get Vlaovic up front.
4: Yeah, the I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't think I don't think there's like a grand conspiracy that he's like trying to hurt his value to make it more affordable for another club. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I may or may not have just been stirring the pot when I said that, but you know, um, you have
0: a hat around. You do what you have to do. I
4: I think it would be a great great sign for Juventus, and you have to you know, as as was mentioned earlier. 21 years old. He's been in three systems the past, like, what, like 12 months? Yeah. Um, you know, give him a little time to get settled with Italiano. I know Prandelli was very instrumental in his development, so maybe mm-hmm. he's missing him a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, like, again, sample size is too small. He looked like a world beater when he was in the Coppa Italia earlier in the year. I realized they were playing a Serie B team, but he was tearing it up. Um, I'll take him. Hopefully, Juventus can work something out. And he would be great for uh UV system. I like that he can hold up the ball because that's so I, I mean Murata does it well enough, but I think Vlaovic that's probably what he brings to the table, gets them a little bit younger, and you're building this really young, exciting core. I mean, moiski Chiesa, uh, Vlaovic up front, Kuloseski, who I'm not sold on, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I. I think I I would try to move him to be to be honest with you. Um I, I would love to like. Send them to Spurs and have like a swap and get Romero back.
0: Just don't so let that. our guy Nima hear the Kulisevsky slander. He, will not him. Yeah, he,
3: he loves him, man. But, I, but yeah, he's I mean, the
0: Swedish I, connection. Yeah. I,
3: see, I, I do think this Vlahovic deal is going to happen because it sounds like as if it's going to be similar to the Key is a deal. There's going to be similarities to it where they, they, they get him on a loan deal and they, they they pay in like two years. I I, I believe that's all it is, where they pay like a, a whole lump sum and. And, and 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 I'm going to go off topic again. This is why I don't think that Sergei Malinkov is savage in these rumors of $75 million or Pellegrini or McKinney being added in to Lazio is not going to happen. Sergei is not going to Lazio. Lazio is never going to do business with Juventus. Let's, no. just get, let's just get this out of the way now. Anybody who reports Lazio is going to do a deal with Juventus, it's not happening. I don't know what happened a couple of years ago. But Juventus screwed over Letito of a deal. Like it was bad. I don't know what happened, but he always brings up that Juventus did a deal that was shady and he didn't like it. And when you're in the bad books of Letito, you can Inter can get him for 75 million. Juventus can get Savage for a hundred million. That's that's is how Letito works. Like, let's just get that straight. Letito has his favorites. And for some reason, I don't know what Inter did to Letito, but he loves doing business with them. Um, (laughs) Which is weird uh, because after the Inzaghi thing, I thought never. Even after
0: after DeVry a couple years ago, which wasn't doing business, that was a free, but I thought never again. I
3: got roasted on Twitter because I said that they would never, ever do business together.
4: Jerry, so I have a question to you. Like – I'm surprised. Like, yeah. I have a question for you, actually. So, Savage is a lot. How old is he now?
3: He is. I want to say 26 or. Tw- I want to say 26. Okay. Um,
4: so I'll my, check. My question to you is: You have a 26-year-old. He signed for what? Three more years.
3: More. I think 24, 25. Yeah. He just extended his contract. He okay. is 26. Yeah.
4: Wow. What do you What do you want, Lazio to? accomplish like the next like couple seasons. You want to go back to the Champions League. You want them to win another Copa Italia. Trouble.
3: <laughs> I, I I want stability and I want something to, to build around this team. I'll tell you why Sir Gimelinko-Visage would not be sold. Okay. First off, and, it, and it's a lame excuse, he bought a house in Rome. And I think that's very important as a player because you're settled in you live in that area you, you got family you're 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 really bought into the city i think that when players have to play with a team they need to be comfortable where they live cuz they're there for i would say 80% of the season like it doesn't matter if you're traveling to bologna you're coming back home in 2 hours <laughs> everything's within distance it's not like in north america where you got to fly out get a freaking plane charter all that crap so, and, and I've had people, Inter fans specifically too, who have messaged me and say that they live on his street and they have, know that he loves the city of Rome too. He's actually never requested to leave this team through bad and through good. Okay. He's always stood by them. Um, he's gone on the record saying he loves his team. He says, he already said that when the summer comes, I will see what what is at stake. Um I think that he's already said that he wants to become a leader of this club. like he wants to take a big on take on a bigger role. Uh, thirdly, before they do sell Savage, the guy who sold first and I can see maybe this is one player who I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Juventus um, if the price is right. Luis Alberto, I can see Luis Alberto going to Juventus. I think that's the guy. Who Juventus should go after. Not Savage. Because, and I know people are going to say, well, he can't play defensively. They don't need a guy who can play defensively. Okay, They need a guy who can create something and get something out of their asses and and, and freaking go. You know what I mean? That's the guy who you need. Not Savage. When I see Savage, 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 that's not who you need at Juventus. You need Luis Alberto. You need a guy who can get the ball to Marata. Like that Morata-Alberto link-up would be really good. It would be similar to uh, uh, Immobile because Immobile, in a way, plays the same way where they play off the run, they play off the player, they make the runs, they get in behind the defense, they, they play for the pass. Um, Dybala, another player who would strive with Alberto, he would open up that field, that space, where allows him to be more tact-minded. And I think that's the, the player. And a lot of people call me out saying, no, Savage is the guy you want. And I think differently because if, if you, if people who watch Juventus and like yourself watch Juventus, there's no, there's no attack. It doesn't matter if they hold the ball for 60 minutes. Like it doesn't matter. Like there's nothing going within the actual goal area. And, and, and uh, Alberto would strive in that role where it's not a 4-3-3, I believe, at, at Juventus, right?
4: Or it, 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 I don't think there's a set formation right now. There you go. It's are going to match up the at the moment. That I think is- it's going to go to a 4-2-3-1 once Artur comes back and you're going to have a mid- midfield of Lugatelli and Artur as like the double pivot because from what I was reading, Allegri is like very super high on Artur. He likes his technical capabilities. So um, we'll see what happens with that.
3: And, and and Alberto's twenty nine years old. Okay. Like, like, and, and and that doesn't concern me because Juventus was still buy him at twenty-nine because they, they bought they, I, they, they...
4: Don't, I don't see where Alberto fits in that formation because he would play behind the striker and he's not unseating Dybala. Mm. Mm. Yeah, great point.
3: But you don't think that Albert, uh, Dybala plays up front or 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 he I'm comes get in Alberto a lot of Hold on, he comes in too. You play two strikers up front. That's a possibility. But again, I'm just talking shit out of my ass. Or you sell DiBala and Alberto comes. That's that. Uh, but hold on, <laughs> Alberto Alberto is not the solution. But he comes in from the midfield. You sell DiBala and you can get a second player on top of that. Like I'm, I'm just saying, man, playing doubles advocate here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, Dybala's my boy, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm not uh, interested. Um, I, I, I don't. So, I have a lot of theories how I would line up Juventus. And I've mentioned this but, before. I think, I don't know if it was in the podcast or space, but um, 4 2 3, 1, uh, Sandro, Chiellini slash Delict, uh, Baducci, Quadrado, um, Locatelli, Artur on uh, the wings. I would actually have Marata as your left winger and kind of have him play that Manzucci role. I would have. Gabala behind the striker, and I would have, I guess, I, I want to give Kouloski more chances, so I'd probably put him there and, and see what happens, or have Danello go to right back and have Quadrado play up front, either one. And then I would actually have Chiesa as the striker, because Allegri seems to be a big believer that this kid is going to be more of a center forward striker. And, I mean, I'm super impressed with him. When, when he came to Juve, I was excited um, but I never thought he would develop this quickly and turn it into what he has. Like I mean, he's probably Italy's best player at the Euros. Sons Gigio Um I, I I'm just amazed at how he how he takes on players. Like you don't see this from like Italian players. that like, he takes them on like individually and he goes by them. Like he dribbles, boom, he's gone. And he's become so clinical now in that. Like in the past, when he first got to Juve. Um, you know, he would get stopped by the, the keeper. He would have a great opportunity. And now it's, it seems like that last Champions League game that Juve played where they got knocked out uh, unceremoniously because Ronaldo decided to duck on a on a fucking free kick and Chesney, you know. Um, it seems that ever since that moment, he, he, the light switches turned on in his head and he's like, realize what he possesses. Because I've spoken about this before. A lot of this is psychological. Like, I think Bernadeschi is supremely talented. I think he's fucking fantastic. But mentally, something's not right. Like, his confidence is gone. And I don't know if he ever, ever will rediscover it at Juventus. I think he's going to have to go someplace else. Like, maybe Lazio, for example. I think that would be a really good place for him to play. That's been talked about, about right? Football.
3: Well, he's a free agent this uh, summer. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's.
3: That, that's uh, but, and, 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 and I know, and I'll end it here. The last thing is that. Juventus is not financially stable. We know this. Inter, Juventus, Roma, uh, Milan.
4: I want to. I want to interject one thing. Juve, Juve's situation is a little bit different because of Exor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're. Don't get me wrong. They're not owned by like a sovereign wealth fund or anything like that. But it's it's pretty fucking close. Like, if Juve needs money, Exor is going to give them money. It's no. It's nowhere near as acute as like Inter Milan or
0: or Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and by the way, you, you mentioned that Saudi Wealth Fund. Every night before I go to bed, I pray to every god that they that they invest in Inter. There have been some rumors out there. I've discussed it before on the Patreon and on here that I'm, I'm not going to buy into it until I see more solid reporting. Some people on Inter Twitter allow themselves to get very excited about it. But I, I every night I say my prayers. I say my prayers for oil money. And maybe one day those prayers will get answered.
3: So hold on. Arthur, Arthur says... Juve is financially stable. Can they today buy Maliki Savage for eighty
4: million? If they go to Xor, yes.
3: How much debt can you go on though? Like, what is bullshit, man? It's goddamn <laughs> funding and get loan after loan. No wonder they owe four hundred million. Loan on top of loan on top of loan. When do you pay it off? Like, you're you're playing with Monopoly money. It feels like. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, am I am I saying this right or am I wrong? Like,
4: no, you're not. You're not wrong. It's nice to have these financial benefactors that some folks don't have. I mean, Juventus is in a very advantageous position. They own their stadium. They're owned by uh, this holding company, really, um, that that John Elmas and the Elkin family and Agnelli. I mean, they they don't have any really severe financial issues. Um You know. I think lazio is going to become like a really attractive asset actually and someone might buy them now it all depends on if lotito wants to sell but this is a club that is bouncing around champions like football they're in rome and, and location is everything in life and they have little to no debt i mean if you're a foreign owner and you want to come in and buy a club that would be great i mean who knows maybe the saudis going to buy Lazio. <laughs> oh, can no. you imagine can you imagine lazio <laughs> with oil money
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my well, God. No, well, please, please, well, Please, no. Yeah. Well,
3: he does own two clubs. Hold on. Like, yeah, he does. No, he he's
2: still owns Southern Tana?
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, buddy, that guy. the most
2: – Did he put it in a blind trust or something? Because aren't you not allowed to – Yes, in a do blind do trust. Use... Yeah, I was going to say he
0: found, he found a loophole with the blind he's, trust. He's a savvy fucker. Yeah. You, you
3: know what? I hate him because he does a lot of shady stuff like the coronavirus, the COVID – sorry, the COVID cases and everything – he he he's done some stupid shit, but there is a side to him that you say, Wow, this guy is the best because he, he doesn't get pushed around by big clubs like Inter, Juve, Milan. Well, Milan prior to, to getting shit on, and like you know, the bigger clubs, PSG, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't just get walked all over and say, Hey, take Joaquin Correa for 20 million, we'll take your stupid player that we have to pay five million a year, say. Sinabria. He's like, well, I'm gonna fight for what I believe in, and if you want my best player, you're gonna pay. And, and, and in the business aspect, he is one of the best because he keeps the books financially stable. He 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 gets what he wants for his players most of the time. Shit, he 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 sold Felipe Anderson for 41 million and bought him back for three and a half million. That's yeah, good business. Come right on, there. come really on. What what? Let's let's give some credit to Letito as a business owner, because I think that a lot of people hate him because he's so good at what he's able to do. Like you just said, to keep the books financially stable, be able to at least go to the Europa League for five, six straight seasons, go to the Champions League with such a modest budget, and 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 still stay within neck of the top teams to compete on a regular basis. Like, pretty impressive. Like. And, and like you said, a Saudi Arabia freaking owner comes along and says, Hey, I, I want to buy this team. Like you just said, they're, they're, these are the factors. He's not buying the shady stuff of, oh, Saudi Arabia owner comes in. He's got his own shady stuff, more than t- Letito probably. But, and look, the FIGC has bad blood with Letito now because he's banned, but because he's appealing it they had just had a they just had a uh, meeting and they they locked him out and he went full force on them and said how can you lock me out of a meeting if i'm appealing if you're if you're appealing how how do you not get into a meeting oh god
0: oh this is i'm oh telling you god. every, every time every time my guy lord figo makes an appearance the entire show has to stop he might be my single favorite Twitter account. This dude <laughs> is a fucking legend, and he will remind me anytime. You know things aren't looking that great for Inter for whatever reasons. It is our Scudetto, yes, sir. Number nineteen, Napoli and Milan can't go all the way. Jerry, the cereal milk will keep Scudetto <laughs> warm. You know what, man.
3: Uh- um, I'm I'm happy if Milan, Napoli or Inter win the Scudetto as long as it's not, no offense Will. as long as it's not Juventus I'm happy or Roma go go in so
4: it's so
2: it's okay. I I uh I, the, Honestly, the two, Jerry, I think it was a couple of years back I think wasn't it like Lazio that could have possibly overtaken Juve for the Scudetto and I was like you know yeah, what? it was Good. the COVID-19. I want you I want I want Juve to win the Scudetto I'm like there's no I don't care how much I hate Juve. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'd rather they win a scudetto versus over Lazio, 100%. I, I agree with you. I would be lesser, the same l- way. Lesser of lesser,
4: evils. Lesser
0: yeah. The, 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 um, the only time like like I, I I break that rule because like I I actually I despise Juventus more than Milan. So like I I but you know what? It's really tough, man. Because like I'd like to say that I'd rather Milan win a scudetto than Juventus, but at the same time. Milan Twitter annoys me more than Juventus Twitter. And it's like I've I've got to yeah. see these people's tweets. Like every like if, if Milan win a scudetto, I've got to see their tweets every day, which is probably the same way they feel about Inter after Inter won a Scudetto. I get it. The feeling is mutual. So I don't know, man. It's like I, I don't really want either one to happen, but I also I don't want Milan Twitter to be happy.
4: Well they I get it though, because Inter Inter and Milan, I mean they have a rivalry, but it's not. It's not that big. I realize they, they play in the derby. Against the
0: show. Well, it's weird because it's not it's not mutual the same way because most Interisti would say they hate uh, Juve the most. Yeah. But from what I can gather, most Milanisti say they hate Inter the most. So it's yeah, not yeah. like it, who's, it's who's not, and you know, and it, it has it has a lot to do with, um, you know, so some so some of the olden time matchups, and and of course Calciopoli. So I think there's mm-hmm. just more there's more hard feelings there. So, most inter would say Juve is the most hated team. but And maybe I'm wrong, but I, I find most milan would say Inter even over Juventus.
2: Well, the, the rivalry between AC Milan and Inter is basically stems from a philosophical standpoint, right? It was like Inter-Milan wanted to be international, yeah. while AC Milan wanted to be more homegrown. But yeah. that happened, what, like... Like 1908. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it's... it's I feel like over time, it's kind of like lost its uh, importance in terms of a derby, I, I find. I feel like Inter Juve is more of a bigger deal than Inter AC Milan. Like I think I was discussing with some friends on Saturday night Um when uh, I think it was Nesta went to AC, right? He was saying like some guys were having dinner with Inter players. You would never see that happen with Lazio and Roma players. That's a good point yeah you know it, it was weird to him because he, he came from lazio right so it's like you would never see that at lazio so i don't think the importance is as heavy because of how far back that rivalry goes so over time it's kind of lost its luster um so i, I it'd be weird i guess donald for you it would be more seeing i'd rather probably see ac milan win uh a, a Scudetto instead of Juventus. If you had to pick, a yeah. If, if I if I had if I had to pick, yeah, I would go with that.
0: But but at the same time, like it's you don't like,
2: want it to happen either. But no, you know, I don't like, want either of them to
0: happen. Like in fact, yeah. in fact, the, the the list of of teams I'm okay with seeing win a Scudetto is very short. Lazio is probably at the top of that list. Uh, you know, and and part of it is because because uh, Jerry's a cool dude. But Lazio are at the top of that list. Um, I'm for the most part, I would be okay with Napoli winning one, but there's two problems yeah. with that. There's two problems with it. number one, uh, Phil, a jury fan with... Phil. Oh my god! Oh my god! He, 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 he and Sansone, he and I would never for years, i would never did it. And then the other part of it is, and and most of us, I don't think Jerry can relate to this, but but I don't Mass and, and Will can the amount of like uh, soapboxing that's going to happen from Napoli supporters about how oh, you see this, you didn't want us oh. in the Super League. Right, we we are, but look at our look at our. We win the balance sheet scudetto every year. Now we have a real scudetto. The whole the, thing about how we Derby. we won it the right way. We're gonna have to endure a lot of that. Like for the oh, teams yeah, that yeah. actually spend money and go into debt, you're gonna have to hear yeah. Napoli bragging about that. They, they'd
4: have the moral
2: high horse. They'd be shouting from the mountaintops. We did this with balanced books. Yeah, They've
4: got all their yeah. winter championships too the past. Like yeah. Years. yeah, no,
2: it'd be the worst. I'd never be able to hear the end of it from Johnny, even though he's got a split. Uh, split allegiances between Napoli and Roma, he'd lose his mind. Yeah, he would. But
3: point. I think there's really one significant derby in in City. It's the Rome Derby. I'm I'm sorry. I just think that's yeah, not, not 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 because I'm a Laziale and he's a Romanisti. The buildup, up they, they build it up like it's already a week ahead where you, you see the hatred between Lazio fans and Roma fans. It's all on like 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 Totti said the derby is worth more. It feels it's worth more than a Scudetto in a way where you don't want to lose. Yeah, because it's like, two teams that never win
0: Scudetti, so yeah. Yeah,
3: that that pretty that much. That's true. That's a good point. But <laughs> but wait, wait, when you when you go when you go to a Milan versus or you watch on TV Inter versus Milan, you don't. It's not very loud and hostile. hostile you know what I mean? There's no. That's how I see it on TV. A couple of things there.
0: Um, they they always always some of the best tifos you will ever see are from the you know, the curva nord or curva sud. You know, depending on who's hosting it. And I will remind you guys, the only derby in Europe that features two teams who have both won Champions League is in Milan. So there there's extra historical significance there.
3: Yeah, but the hatred's not, sure. not there. I find man, like the 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 history of who who was founded first. Roma says they were founded first, even though Lazio said they were founded in 1900 or 1903. Mm-hmm. There is the whole history there where, oh, we are the, the true team of Rome. Roma says they're the true team of Rome, and, and, and there's always bad blood. Like they, they, I, Go read you the incidents. On the field.
2: You see it on the field with the yeah. players. Yeah, you see it. Like, you, you don't see it with Inter yeah. in, and yeah. Milan. Yeah, like Radu, go,
3: go – go. Go look at the top five Radu moments where he actually the, the you know the, the, the
0: time you saw with Inter and Milan. Unfortunately, one of these guys is in England now, but I mean, Ibra and Lukaku last year that was, yeah, that that was fucking like,
2: lit. I think that was the most hostile it's ever been though. I think, a long test. Yeah, and it was, was yeah. like you know so there, there's a lot more bad blood between Rome and Lazio than yeah there, I feel like because then Inter and and AC it's just that. Uh, you don't see that intensity. Like the minute the schedule goes up, we know when the derby's up. Everyone's talking about the Roma derby.
3: Yeah,
2: everyone's talking about the Roma derby. We all we're all waiting for that. That ca- that date is circled on calendars. The minute the schedule gets released, I'm already looking forward to the second one, especially the way the team came out the first time. You know, so so I, they got lucky. They got lucky that Pellegrini wasn't there. You know, like I feel like it would have been a much different game.
3: It would have. I, I agree with you. Like, it, it, absolutely yeah, we,
2: we we got robbed of a proper derby, I think, because of that yellow card. Correct me if
4: I'm wrong, and you guys can answer this, but from what I've read, um, Roma is a team of like Rome proper, like city center think- and that and that area, and Lazio is kind of like North Rome and the suburbs. Is that, is that accurate? Like the, the
2: Lazio region, yeah, yeah. I think.
4: And I mean it's uh, kind of like a class component as well. The Lazio fans are a little bit more affluent and the Roma fans are more working class. Is that is that he- accurate as well? I think I, it's the opposite. I think
2: it's the opposite. Yeah. Lazio is the working Lazio is the more the class. Working class.
4: Okay. And Roma
3: is more the high end class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But
2: we, we, Roma prides themselves in kind of bringing up Roman born players to their ranks too. Like oh, yeah. with yeah. Albini, we, sure. we just ex, we extended him. We had Totti, the Rossi. We've had Florenzi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a shame how that kind of turned out. But, uh, well, you, you know, like,
4: he was good. His, his knees, unfortunately, his injuries kind of
2: like. Yeah, like any, like anyone else, right? Who goes through two ACL injuries? So, I mean, we'll let's see what Zaniolo.
4: Here, here's a here's a stat. Here,
3: here this, this tells you how much the two sides hate each other, even doing business. Pedro, who got transferred, who went to
2: Lazio. Full celebration! Would... I would have tossed a water bottle at him if I was in the curva. <laughs> yeah, the, the absolute first, first off, like the one transfer between Roma and Lazio, and God knows how long. Yeah, and then since 1981.
3: The, wow, the
2: guy has yeah, and the guy has the absolute balls to celebrate the way he did when he scored. Insane.
0: Yeah, well, it's something Cristiano would do they, and they has done. They,
2: they, they, oh, 100%. They, they, if he was wearing an Inter in jersey, you would have done the same thing to, uh, to Juve, right? If he would have been the other way sure. around. Sure. Well, he, think he, about cele- he
0: celebrated, because uh, I, I think when he was with Juve, he definitely celebrated against uh, Real Madrid. I think he did uh, against Manchester United as well. So it's like, dude, that guy, he only cares about one person. He's himself. he's, a, he's yeah. a
4: mercenary. It's his ego. He feeds himself. You know? Narcissist. He's I mean, it's unfortunate right. that Juve are probably not going to face the Man United because they're not going to I would love it. But, like,
3: 1981 was the last time.
2: Sorry, Ivano corrected us there about the. uh, the,
3: Well, uh, I I wrote a piece about the whole derby history. I I wrote like a year ago, but I wouldn't remember. But, again, a deal since 1981 where Roma player or Lazio went to a direct competitor. That tells you enough about what these two sides even feel about each other off the pitch like that signifies that the derby like I'm, I'm, I've been told that interim in Milan do business with each other like players swap back and forth like it's nothing like in, in past seasons where whereas Roma and, and even Inter I think intern Juventus will probably be the second biggest derby in
0: yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Like it's, it it's not, not be technically a derby, but they call it one. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's 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 big, and and it's it's it, think so, it, it gets so. it gets pretty heated, man. It because does. you know there have been a lot of contentious games over the years.
3: I think it's I think it's heated because they're so competitive. Of, I think they've won the most cadetos combined, right? Correct. Both sides, they yes. have the, yeah, yeah. So on a serie. Again, they don't have as
0: much Champions League, I guess. I don't, I'm not, I i do not know off the top of my head, but yeah, Milan have the most Champions League with seven yeah, in Italy. They, the most, uh, Real Madrid most period, Milan in Italy by far with their seven because it's what yeah. it's their their seven, uh, Inter's three, Juve's two.
3: Yeah, so like Inter, I think is the second most winning team in Serie after after Juve. So that's that's a lot of like prestige, right? Where there's always a history between the two sides and one has to be better than the other. And, and then like last year when they played each other, I thought that that was pretty intense. How Vidal had a good game printer and like yeah. they're, they're, the, and, they, and
0: then the return game was really intense as well. And yeah. even though even though Inter had already clinched the Scudetto, exactly. they started all of his best players still. Yeah. He he wanted to win that game. He wasn't like, hey, we're not taking our <laughs> foot off the gas. We're starting everybody. And Juve, Juve had
4: to win because they don't win. They, don't
0: they win. had to, so, yeah, for Champions League. Yeah, I, I, it, was, it
4: was a big game. I just think
3: that there, that will be the second biggest derby. And Torino Juve is not even a derby anymore. It's so one-sided that it's – um. you hear the announcer. You saw – Patrick Kendrick said it's perfect for a derby that is one sided and is no longer a tense derby because if it, 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 it's one team always winning, it kind and of for Torino, for it.
4: Not for us. I mean, yeah. it's, a really, it's a really big yeah. game for our Bingo. As a like, fan Bingo. It's not a game I, I get hyped. I, I'm, I'm not uh, from Turin, so it doesn't hold anything for me in motion. Yeah. But um, for Torino supporters, Absolutely. It's a really big fucking deal. I know is like playing mind games that keep saying this is like the game of their lives, basically. And they're going to <laughs> he's playing his fucking mind games, and you know, this is going to be a much, much tougher match than, than Chelsea. But on, on some level, it is like those players are giving, you know, their all. And I'm not saying that Chelsea is not when they play the right. midweek, but I, I think there's a different like mental component, no. to the intense intensity component for uh, it's the true. players. But this is a oh, case by, of... The by, by, by the way, I'm just
0: seeing this now. I don't know if you already saw this. Series, this is fantastic. Uh, Lazio has to be the high-class fans based on the amount of cured meats, Jerry... Bought this morning, <laughs> and he didn't buy those. Was it wasn't, wasn't that from those. your your I, dad, the butcher? My dad made those. What are you What are
4: you sending some of this stuff my way? Like, how are we going to get this to get worked out? and I can get some super solid.
3: You got to come to Toronto, and you got to have some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, because you're probably you're probably not allowed to like ship that over the border, right? There's probably like yeah, with meats. There's gonna have so another. It around
4: it. There's...
2: It's dicey, yeah. but there's ways around it.
3: I, yeah. I got another picture store to come out soon, but it's it's three, prosciuttos. Yeah. Hanging in the basement, cured and everything. Like, you guys, wow. wait until this picture comes out, man. My dad, so those are all cured meats, okay, in the basement. I would say that we eat two percent of that. That That is current. That you know, how there's Bitcoin, yeah. that's my dad's Bitcoin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's that that that, that's that's cured meat coin, cured where coin. Yeah. hey, uh, I need yes, to fix dude. my car. I, I, all right. He has people come over to, to do his interlocking and, and, and the roof, the canal and all that. Mm-hmm. Here, a few prosciuttos, here you go. It, that, I'm telling you, man, that saves you so much money when you have a a, a, a tr- skill, I would yeah. say, that allows you to, like... The, see, even Anthony Iscanza knows, like, that's how Italians pay people. It, it, yeah.
2: Butchers... And it's a barter system. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a barter yeah. system. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, like when, when the lira was worth like nothing, you're like, no, no, give me that prosciutto. <laughs> yeah.
3: it, it's weird, man, because my
0: dad's done this for
3: like 25 years, 20 years, where he he comes, he has people where they want him specifically to to do their meats, and, and he'll set it up, he'll have it all ready in the basement, and they have to come pick it up. Um, he did it
0: for my old boss. Where he had to do it for him. A um a great serial killer. Like, if he was like, come down to the basement. No, but yeah, it's weird. Me down here for you. No, but it's weird because my father
3: – You know how people on, on cooking shows, they show, okay, guys, one cup of water, two cups of sugar, and two teaspoons of salt. My Is dad – Is for your
2: dad? It's all the Italians. All by the All Yeah.
3: So my dad has a basket. He mixes, like, three meats together, say – Squashes it. He throws fennel in it. He throws wine in it, he, and he and and he puts wine in his prosciutto because he says that it, it gives a better texture. It gives it flavor, taste, and it, it and, and it helps the meat. And it and it it doesn't like go rough. Like he he just has these ideas in his head. He'll throw salt like it's nothing. He just grabs it. Boom boom boom. And I'm like, do you not measure what?
4: Like salt bay, none of that, or he's more aggressive.
3: You no, know, he just throws you guys. See, my dad's rough though, like, he just throws it, he's quite. And
0: then like, and like people are like, Oh, once you learn from your dad, I go, These are things you can't it, learn, like, you need to funny, learn your it's own. Funny you say that, like, he, my, my dad doesn't cure meats, but he's an excellent cook because, uh, he, you know, when, when he married my mother, who's American, like, he this is like the most Italian thing ever. Like, I remember my, you know, he told me that, like, my nonna, his mother told him, You're marrying an American, you've got to learn to cook. Cause she's not going to be able to cook for shit. So my dad, before he like moved over here and married my mom, uh, you know, my nonna taught him how to cook, like everything. He's like a master chef now. And it's the same thing, Jerry, cause sometimes he will write recipes out for people, but like they never come out the same way because whenever he like writes a recipe, he's just like sort of estimating how much, you know, how much salt, how much oil, because he does everything by like feel and by sense and by taste. He doesn't measure anything.
4: It's pretty it comes impressive.
2: with the ex- it comes with the experience I guess like I've seen my grandmother whip up three different batches of pizza dough and she could literally just tell by the feel of her hands like how it measures out like depending the day and the humidity it's it's a, it's really impressive the way the old school Italians just know how to do these things over time just by feel touch smell and yep it's 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 really impressive
3: I'll go with parma cuz i hate sunday and yellow martedilla.
0: Everybody's <laughs> yeah, he's asking um, about the prosciutto though oh the yeah. other
3: prosciutto is not bad yeah I yeah it. no i, I honestly yeah, like i i uh, I,
0: I, 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 I i i i'm fine with either one like uh and and unless like if i had them side by side i could probably tell the difference but i don't i don't think i could tell the difference if you just give me one and don't tell me which one it is be me. I,
3: I, I want to ask you guys and, and whoever is in this chat. Are all you guys watching these 11, 12 people in this group? You tell me, are you a fan of Mortadella? I hate oh, Mortadella. Oh, yeah, I, I,
4: I, 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 I hate it. No. I hate it. I didn't it because, like it
0: when I was a kid. I started liking it when I was an adult. I hate it because my mom it.
3: gave it to me for lunch every goddamn day. For, uh, uh, and then uh, it, and then she killed it. Like literally killed it. Now, I have a rule with Mortadella, okay? There's a rule. You buy it today, you eat it today. Yeah, it's, if, yeah, it's a, good I'm, I'm, it's a rule and it's stupid, but I, I think that if you don't eat mortadella at the latest two days, it's garbage. No, it's I love it. And tastes like horrible, It has,
2: has to be paper thin. Cannot yeah. be Yeah, yeah. So it has
3: to be the hot there. kind. It has to be the hot mortadella because, like, the mild ones, garbage. Like, and it has to be on fresh panino. Like, it's weird, man. I can eat more. I can eat prosciutto six days later, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I can I can eat like saprasata seven days later. It's fine. Like, there's certain meats I can eat seven days later, but specifically mortadella has to be the day of. Day two is pushing it, and then that's it. So yeah, I, I think I think one of really the reasons cool.
0: why like I really like mortadella is it's like it's not a very common thing. Like I, I eat prosciutto very often because it's pretty easy to get it, but like with mortadella, I've got I've got to be at like a very special like Italian delicatessen, which I don't go to on a regular basis. Or like if I'm in Italy, it's been it's been way too it's been five years, six years since I've been over there. It's been way too long. But this is like. I don't even necessarily have it every single year, but it's like when I do have it, I make sure it's a good one. And it's like, oh, it really hits the spot, yeah. man. We're like prosciutto, I have it like twice a week, right? And it's easier to get like decent prosciutto di Panama, like at my grocery store, but I, I can't get good mortadella.
4: So you don't like the mortadella with the pistachios, Jerry? You're, you're like, the, oh, that's uh, the best one. I like that one with the
0: yeah.
3: pistachios. Yeah. Yeah. The mortadella with pistachio. I never knew that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I yeah, swear to
3: God, I never knew that, man.
0: Like, yeah. I oh, guess, I'm,
3: really, I'm, guess really I'm lifting weird. the rock tonight, man. I I'm gonna go divert back because I feel bad because I cut yeah. off Alex at least six <laughs> times tonight. But uh, he wanted to ask Mass a Roma question. Yeah, and just, I, I, just, yeah. We'll, we'll, just, we'll end it there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll we'll end it there. Well, I wanted to get. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mass. Oh, go ahead. Yeah,
2: I just want, I wanted to just chime in on the whole Torino Juve there because mm-hmm. if you look at back at it historically, it's. If that uh, accident didn't happen with the plane and the team, I think the Gran Torino, yeah, the Grand Torino, that's like that's a historical kind of thing. Like I really think things would have changed. It's a should uh, what if kind of situation, but uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to throw that one in there.
0: You know, it's a good call, and yeah, but before we sign up, I just want to get quick, quick thoughts uh, on Mas. Uh on, on the start for Roma, the the 2-0 over Empoli and Pellegrini is a freaking boss. So like what, what's your like report card for Roma so far early on in the year?
2: Uh barring the uh loss in the Derby because that still kind of burns. Yeah. And with bar- the loss of Pellegrini, I think it would have been a different story. But uh I'm gonna give them a solid uh B plus A. Like an A. Like we're 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 it's it's still early on in the season. Um, we're doing great in the conference league, but I mean then again it's the conference league. Uh, but we're, we're consistently playing the same brand of football. The team does tend to come out a bit flat sometimes, like we saw at the Lazio Derby, where we're getting burned on the counter a lot. But uh, I really like to see Pellegrini is literally, hands down, maybe top three midfielders in the world right now. And I'm not saying that out of bias. The guy's been a man on fire since the season started. And he's been playing under Mourinho. We extended him till 2026. I don't remember what the dollar figure was on the extension, but that's huge. It's a bargain um, no matter what it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He's worth every single penny. And he showed that at Ampoli within the first like 20 minutes when he got his goal. Like he's worth every single penny that they're paying for for that contract extension. Um, I know we're working on Zaniolo and trying to keep that youth core together. And hopefully, um, because I've been like I, when I watched the uh, Zoraya game for the Conference League, a lot of the English commentators are all talking how Tammy Abram should be using Roma kind of as a stepping stone and making the return to the Prem kind of like Lukaku did. Yeah, because they don't respect Serie. A. No, they don't. But if you see the way uh, Tammy Abram's kind of been interacting with the Kurva and the way he just kind of he's singing the Roma intro songs that we oh. have at the beginning of the game, like he's, he's 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 cheering with the fans, like he goes and sees the fans in the curve. I think they welcomed him welcomed him in with open arms, and I think he's just taking it in stride. He looks like one of our, like one of our own homegrown players, though. He's been kind of like taking the club to heart, and I, I love seeing that. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, like I saw Ivano uh, mention that he's been snake bitten with the word work, and he just recently got a call up with the uh, national team as well for England with under Southgate. So that's right. Um, if we could keep this kind of going on all cylinders and keeping the majority of the squad healthy, which is a big deal um and also a bigger issue that we've had uh in past years i think the sky's the limit with this team obviously we got to kind of temper expectations as it is still early under the Mourinho uh the new Mourinho era so um we'll see i really like what i'm seeing so far if it's sustainable time will tell but uh we've been trending in the right direction ever since Fonseca left ever since we sacked Fonseca it couldn't have gotten worse so i like what i'm seeing um and Mourinho surprisingly has been giving uh time to the younger players like Calafiori he kind of swapped him in on the uh the Euro- um the Conference League game he had him start instead of uh Vinha, I think on the left <laughs> um, and um Darboy has been actually pretty good as well he he gave him an opportunity in the Conference League game he proved his worth and he kind of uh, started him against uh, Empoli instead of Cristante cuz he's on five uh he's on four or five red cards like he's well on his way to Getting a a match a match, um, match ban yellows to, you mean. due to a, yeah yellows, so um, we'll see. Everything looks really good. I, I like that he's also giving an opportunity to the young guys. We we've got a pretty young core, so it, it's going to be good moving forward. And Al Sharawi, Al looking vintage too. He's he's been looking really good. I like it.
0: Yeah, I thought that was cool when he came back last year. I just saw it. I don't know. It, it made sense. He went. He went and made the bag in China, and then you know he came yeah. back. Uh, so well, that look,
2: was that was a situation with I think previous ownership. I think they we had to sell him because we had that fire sale after our Champions League oh, run. Yeah, They're that's right. He yeah. was uh, unfortunately collateral damage uh, during that. So
0: I like it. Well, I want to get uh, the last thing before we close it out. Uh, I got to get Bill's thought on uh, on this little Allegri resurgence that's happening. You've been through a terrible start, but they're starting to hit form. Uh, so, And you were the one who told us when we had you on a couple weeks ago, you said, listen, guys, small sample size, let's not get crazy. So how you feeling now, Will, and what's been working for these last few
4: matches? I'm bullish. I'm very bullish. But uh, I want to temper things a little bit, uh... What's been, what's been working? I mean, I just think there's been a certain pragmatism, and you're seeing like kind of like the the old UVA DNA kind of resurface now. That there's a lot of like effort and like mental toughness that they're putting in every single game now, which is probably not uh, present earlier on in the season when there was a little bit more volatility. You know, Ronaldo leaving, and then you have like players that never played under a leg beat before trying to figure out his system. Um, I give them a B-minus so far as far as a grade. Um, Things are looking good, but I I don't want to get too crazy because it's a long season. Um, It's still a very small sample size, but I think the Champions League um, is very encouraging. I know I mentioned like 15-16 as a potential barometer of where they're going to go, and it's kind of playing out that way so far. Um I'm impressed that they beat Torino because I thought they were gonna draw to be quite frank with you or lose. And so, it was it was looking
0: like that for yeah. much of the match until Locatelli came out yeah. to be the hero.
4: Um so it, it's all it's all positive. I, I think going into the international break that I'm have more time to tinker and come up with what exactly what he wants to do. And I think um I think by mid November they're gonna be in the top four again. That's that's what I'm expecting personally. Um okay. Whether or not they're going to be able to win the stadio, I mean, I hope they can. The point gap is pretty large right now, but I think Napoli. Yeah, ten would, points, I think. Yeah, Napoli. The way they're playing, it's kind of uh, not sustainable. There's no way they're going to keep winning at this pace. It's it's just not. This is not Antonio Conte's uh, Juventus from his uh, first season when they didn't. I believe they didn't lose a game that year, so they didn't. Not going to happen for Napoli. So. um <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 happy. I'm excited. Um, I think in the in the transfer window in the winter there's some ar- areas of concern um, that I want him to work on. Um, center back being one of them because Rugani is the fourth center back, and there's no way that guy can, should get on the field ever again for this. Um, he's not good enough. It's a shame he never developed properly, but he doesn't cut it. And I also think like uh, left back and right back. I, I love the. Uh, Diversity that the shield brings so they can play like both sides. But uh, as far as it being a starter, potentially like in a championship game if someone was to get injured, we're, we're asking for major issues. So if they can reinforce that. Um, the midfield, it is what it is. To add someone of like maybe Alex Witzel, Axel Witzel, I should say, um, in the winter since he's on an expiring deal. But maybe Dortmund will get rid of him. And if they don't, it's okay. I'd rather just wait until the summer and target the kid from Monaco. Hopefully, we can get him around thirty-five to forty-five million. So, yeah, B minus. Things are looking good. Um, we'll, we'll have another conversation, and I might be at B plus or A minus at that point if they keep. Well, well said. a Great stuff by all.
0: I want to give uh, our guests uh, a chance to uh, to plug social media handles. If you guys have anything you're working on, uh, you want to let people know about William. I'll start with you, man. Where can
4: people find you? WGNecola at Twitter.com. What am I working on? You know, not much. Just like, (laughs) (laughs) just spouting fucking nonsense every now and again on Twitter about uh, different topics. Um, I'm just busy with, you know, professional work life type shit. But uh, otherwise, man. Try to watch. Uh, I watch Juventus every Saturday, and then try to tune into the big games every single week. because I always catch Inter because they're a rival, and I love Barella because he's kind of my boy, probably my favorite Italian player, even oh, more so than Chiesa. Love the guy. Um, and then I will watch, you know, the big matches. So if Atalanta, Atalanta is playing anyone big. I'm a sexual, so I watch them. I love Bra. <laughs> I love Raspadori. Um, I expect big things from him. But, yeah, that's about it. And, uh, yeah, my Twitter is basically music, foreign affairs, calcio. That's it, really. I know. I feel like I get a good mix from you. I, I get updated on a lot of different things. I like it. Uh, what about you, Mass?
0: Cool. Where, where can people follow uh, you and find you?
2: On my yeah. handle there. I'm trying to get the camera working there. And, and you, uh, you, wor- you worked
0: in IG as well. I respect that. I, I yeah, respect yeah, know. But, am
2: I all my handles are pretty much uh, up in the air with everything music, food, and uh, culture and sports related. Um, my sports is mostly reserved to Twitter. I tend to uh, kind of get off my angry tweets about every sports team I do support. Um, sorry about that loss we handed your dolphins uh, this Sunday, Alex.
0: Yeah, <laughs> listen man it was it, it was it was really, really bad. like it, it, you know and, no, that whole game was just a yeah.
2: dumpster fire from it movies. was it
0: was it was a dumpster fire like you know, not only did I watch it, I had to watch it because I was obligated <laughs> to do a post game yeah. show and it was it was unfortunate that I had to experience that.
2: No, it was bad um so yeah no and I uh, got some uh some podcast in the works with uh, my friends at the daily stakes uh, yeah so like I got to meet that. those guys
0: man that's really cool yeah, I really
2: uh really excited at that uh we're kind of uh focusing more on North American sports for the time uh, time being so like major league uh, sports such as the NFL um and the NBA mostly hockey we're gonna kind of work in there but uh I'm talking to them to kind of get something going with City and soccer as well uh across uh, all of European football mostly so uh look keep an eye out for that I'll uh, definitely put that out there once uh, everything's been worked out Who's your NHL
4: team who are you uh...
2: um I I have a love hate relationship with hockey because I kind of played it my whole life up until about uh, I was 17 so when I was kind of done uh, playing hockey I kind of just right. moved away from it altogether by default I want to say Montreal because that's our the home team but uh I don't know. There's just uh, I feel like hockey's just gotten stale over the years compared to the other leagues. Like it's it's kind of just that archaic kind of mindset. It's very bored. Like they don't let their players kind of be vocal either. Kind of like you see with other major league sports in North America. So it's kind of taking a bit of a backseat. I mean, hopefully they they could kind of rebrand and make it exciting again. So uh, if that's the case, then I'll, I'll kind of get back on that wagon. So
4: I'm a I'm a really big New Jersey Devils fan. Actually, in the last like oh. Yeah, oh
2: your so uh, um, your 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 team legend uh, Marty Brodeur was my idol as a hockey goalie okay, growing okay, up. So yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: So when I was a kid, I don't know how how far back you with the Canadians or how how much you know about like the older players. I assume you know a lot because you're from Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So like I met Jacques Lemaire when I was a little kid. And that's Lyon amazing. Robinson. Yeah, because I would go to the Devils' training camp at like South Mountain Arena. So like I have a picture with Jacques Lemaire when I was like ten, which is fucking really cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have like a lot of love for the Habs because they gave the Devils a bunch of good players back in the day, like Lou yeah. Lamoriello, made a lot of true trades, got mute, stuff on you, Stephon Riche, et etc. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But being a Devils fan has been very tough since like 2013. It's become a yeah, mess, yeah. guys. And and frankly, um, the genius of that club was the GM Lou Lamarillo. They got First rid of
2: working them. magic at uh, with well, the Islanders right now. Uh, boring brand of hockey but they get results yeah so.
4: exactly. exactly and that's all that matters all that matters is that's winning. all that matters is results yep. Yep. yep yep so i don't know if the devils are ever be good again but i think they'll be pretty exciting <laughs> to, to watch this year because the news brothers and uh Nico and zaka
2: yeah uh-huh. it looks cool yeah by
0: the way that, that whole thing about i don't know when Team XYZ is going to be good again. I feel that uh, I feel like that a lot about a lot of the teams I support, you know, outside of uh outside of uh Calcho, right? I'm a uh, mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins fan, Florida Panthers fan, although they look really good, but they've been paper tigers before in the NHL. Like they, you know, they they have found mm-hmm. ways to disappoint in certain years. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Uh Jerry, Jerry, let people know, man, where they can find you. And by the way, I want to remind everyone uh, to follow Jerry on Twitter. You can see the handle, J 8 because we are gonna be doing and, and Jerry is the one providing this, so he is he is the hero. Uh, we are going to be doing a jersey giveaway through this show and through our Twitter handles. So make sure you're following Jerry, make sure you're following me and our show page at CalchoCon Pod, because you have to, to be, be following sure,
4: Chris us. And
0: yeah, what was up with it? Like, because because uh, Jerry Jerry wants to give away a Lazio jersey. Which listen, is funny like I, I I'm not a Lazio supporter. I would cop a Lazio jersey. I would wear a Lazio jersey. I know it's actually it's a beautiful kit. And yeah. then our guy our guy Cliff, yes. he, said, he says Cliff?
4: you couldn't pay him to wear a Lazio shirt. Yahoo. Kooky Cliff and Loopy Luci on the UVA.
3: I I did Lazio jersey because I if I had said Inter jersey, I would have to hear the end of my life. Oh, he's an Inter fan. So I see Lazio jersey, I still get shit on. It's not good enough. They're, so I I took a, that was a picture before the. There's a store in in Woodbridge where I live. They actually ship out and they deliver to two countries other than here. Like they, they send it out. They distribute. It. So nice. when when the the raffle is taking place, I will get down the person's information. They have to be comfortable that is another thing and i will go to the store and buy the size that they need they have the black jersey they have the white jersey and they have the blue jersey at, the Black is, uh, is sweet at t dot uh, italia so the, the cultural guys know who i'm talking about as well so um they do have an inter jersey if people prefer an inter jersey instead they do have that they do have
4: what about
3: a UV jersey? It, I was going to say they have every goddamn Juve jersey, uv jersey you can actually ask of it makes me sick. They um, should go
2: it <laughs> should go completely neutral and get one of those really cool Venezia jerseys. With. Very, they, yeah, far, everyone I'm loves the best Venezia. The on
3: the field right now. That, that I can do too. Uh, yeah, I, I I kept it as Lazio. Um I'm not I'm not against people wanting something different. I I think that it's just easier to just stick it to one jersey. If you start saying sure. If you start saying, Okay, win a any type of jersey you want, it's too vague for me. Right. Just get it right. down to one jersey. People know if they want to change it, if they have preference, that's yeah. fine with me. I don't really give a crap. I'm not gonna cry because you didn't want a Lazio jersey. <laughs>
0: like I, I yeah, like, like, well, what, if, what, what if what if Aroma fan wins? Because I, I think like uh, s- some fans may be fine with the Lazio jersey, but if like if a Roma fan wins, they're gonna say no, screw you. I don't. Well, they may not enter the raffle in the first place. I, but- I really
2: wanna support Jerry on this one, but it's a little tough. When it's the Lazio jersey, you know. Maybe, what I mean? so, maybe, maybe no.
3: We'll I would. Uh, I agree. I would never take a freaking Lazio uh, jersey. Never. You wouldn't take it. I I should
2: enter and win, and then force Jerry to ship me out a Roma jersey.
3: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I would never wear a Roma jersey. Never. Like, yeah, I I don't know. If if a Juve fan has Uh, an Inter jersey and an Inter fan has a Juve jersey, there's something wrong, man. I'm sorry. That is
0: it's just like a, if a yeah. Robo I couldn't fe- do it. I, I couldn't do a a, a Juve or or Milan. Never, free. man.
3: I, I I use that, and I wouldn't burn it either. I would With I would some, use it. Uh,
2: suspect figures in Juventus Twitter that might have a uh, closet. Uh, interviews my my favorite Juventus around. fan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <is it>? black, <laughs> Johnny, black Johnny, black yeah.
3: It's all about the likes, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Best best midfielder Barella. tomorrow morning.
0: Best <laughs> midfielder
3: no Locatelli. Oh, okay, Pass on Saturday. <laughs> <Kiesa>. <laughs> all right,
4: guys, I,
0: I, I got to wrap it up here in a moment. But Jerry, let people know if you have anything else you're working on, any stories you're writing, uh, social media, all that good stuff. We did, you know what?
3: Twitter. I'm gonna get chirped on this, but I am okay. writing a piece on Vidat Marici at the moment. I'm editing it, I had to stop tonight, but it's the constant saga of Marici and how I feel that he. I, I it's it's basically about how is it too quick to write him off and i know that a lot of fans weren't happy with him yesterday i i'm not i at the end of the day we didn't people are forgetting that no one told like he, he never said hey go buy me for 19 million dollars you know what i mean that's not on him and i, and, and I hate how people are, are are valued based on how much they're they've been bought for right. that's like the, it, it's not right in a way where you blame the 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 director for overpaying certain players. Like Weston McKenney is another one for Juventus, say, overpaid. But again, that's not his fault. His fault. He he's giving you what he's worth, and what he's worth is probably seven million. Let's just say, for example, you know what I mean. Like, but Spurs would to
4: buy him for apparently like thirty, 30 million. million.
3: Ha on is not worth seven million a year not, no no, not a freaking no way but again there, there's no metric that that kind of determines that who and what is worth so much and I think with the any with North American sports it's so good because for some reason you know what a player is worth you know what he deserves in, in such a certain well, it, way. It, it's, it's easier it's because, really people, I mean,
0: like, it's a little bit different in, like, baseball, Uh, although they, they kind of do set prices based on – No, like, baseball, though. Yeah, baseball is different. But as far as, like, as far, as far as the NFL, baseball's salary cap, NBA, max players, non-max players, like, it's NHL. the NBA is probably the most obvious. Yeah, NHL as well. Like, you know, like, in the NBA, if you know if you're a max player, this is exactly how much money you're allowed to make, and that that's it.
2: I don't know, no, man. You you guys can't fault the player for the price tag that someone pays for them.
0: No, you can't.
4: You can't. You, can, you
2: overpay for someone who's worth seven million. It's not the player's fault. So.
4: And I want my kitty oh, to be known it, known by uh, the hamburger that's So I want people to start calling. Up. Don't call. Oh him my god, he loves those burgers. He loves those hamburger. snacks. He loves those. I, he, uh, he loves teammate sisters as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
3: I would never ever burn a jersey. Okay, never. I don't care. What the player is, you're burning a hundred dollars is what yeah. you're doing. Okay, some powerful. that is the biggest bonehead move I seen. Um, who who who? What player was it that LeBron? They, LeBron, they, LeBron, it LeBron was. Been, yeah, they burned his jersey. Yeah.
2: I hate him, but I would never he burn went his jersey. Miami, and then uh, when he went back to the so Lakers, Cleveland stupid, again, man. So.
3: So dumb. Like yeah, I would uh, never, ever. I, 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 would even burn a Roma jersey because it's so stupid. Like, like I would I just. I
4: but I could tempt you, maybe. I could no. Just throw you on some I, up and my like, candy, like a little <laughs> gasoline. Like, cherry, look at that.
3: I, I would give the Roma jerseys to somebody who's a Roma fan who I know. I would just give it to them.
0: Like, yeah. I would you feel so. Mass, or you give it to. Yeah. to,
3: to, to I uh, couldn't uh, do it, man. I, yeah. I, I don't Dandy. care how much you hate a team, Dandy. man. It's just. There's better ways to hate a team than to burn a jersey. There's just, just no sentiment to it.
4: But Yeah, I couldn't do it either. Uh, I, I, it I couldn't either. Yeah. Really uh, maybe
0: in my younger days, yes but not. not How yeah, when, know, I, when, I, when I, I was like 19, yeah, I would have done when, a lot when of When you suddenly
2: stuff. realize the value of a dollar, it's very hard to set fire. to a dollars in a
4: jersey. Especially if, some of these jerseys. If, if it's someone of note, a player – like, uh, they more, like, yeah, it could become worth like. Yeah. Appreciates. It's not a depreciating asset. Yeah. So, no, if I sure was a
3: billionaire, not. then yes, I probably would burn the action. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if you have money to burn, yeah, anybody would. I, I, I. That's the only, uh, the only scenario I see people probably doing it, but, uh, but hey. I don't,
4: I don't yeah. have any say over. I know you're gonna go Lazio. But I would pick the Lazio jersey from four years ago when Seleco is that the name of the sponsor? Like yeah, makes...
0: the last sponsor. Yeah. 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 That is a really, really
4: sharp jersey. It was. If you can find that like used, or gently used, like for a like, cheap, make that your raffle winner because that is a really good looking kit.
0: I like it. Well, well, we'll wrap it up on that note. Uh, you guys make sure you're following our show on Twitter at CalchoconPod. Uh, We follow back. So everybody, uh, I I even like I try to follow back some of the people that have their accounts set to private. Some of them accept us. Some of us don't. I don't know what you're hiding, quite honestly. But we we follow everyone back on the Pod account. So make sure you follow us there. We post all of our links when we go live, all of our content on there. Yeah, make you follow my personal account as well, at Alex Dono. I do uh, daily streams talking American sports. Uh, at noon, although I ha- I had to do my stream today three hours later than normal because of uh you know the internet just being dead today because uh, StreamYard was down and then like my live viewership was like tripled at three p.m. versus what it usually is at noon. So fuck, I might switch to three p.m. because if I don't know if it was a fluke or what it was, maybe just more people want to want to watch uh, stuff Facebook at three p.m. What's up?
2: Facebook, they weren't the Facebook service.
0: Yeah, no, they're for amazing. some reason, StreamYard was still out. Yeah, they were out. Uh they, they they came back before Facebook did, but they were out from like 11.30 30 until 2 30. I hate Facebook. Yeah. I hate
3: Facebook. Yeah. And, and I'm in trouble, guys, because I was supposed to be in the hockey pool with the culture guys tonight and the draft
0: is at eight o'clock. Yeah, you, you I, gave them some lame excuse for why you couldn't be there, but then uh, you here, didn't realize they're gonna know you're doing the show right now.
2: I had the stock. Like I, I know it's
3: team. It my is team that, was good. I know, but I don't have the patience. And like for twenty bucks, man, I gotta update my team every week, and I gotta make sure every day. Like that. Uh, uh, hold on. NFL talk for a second. Oh, first God, off, first off, I saw. Hold where the hell is it? Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. First off, go Cowboys three one. No, you're a shame. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> speaking so, you Giants
0: fan, Bill? I have a Giants fan. That's, oh. why I, I, that's, why, that's why it makes sense you're calling wow, out the Cowboys.
3: That's man. what I figured. Yeah. I don't yeah. Cowboys. 3-1, yeah. baby. Um,
4: I don't know. Well, I, I've seen so, a lot of Super Bowls in my lifetime. So, yeah. um, oh, yeah. shit. I hate you. Anyways, <laughs> uh,
3: um, anyways, Oilers fan, yes, I am a massive Oilers fan. Massive. Thirdly, um, I don't really care about the NFL talk. I just like watching Cowboy games strictly when I get the chance. But um, I do like NFL football pools better because here's the thing. Sunday comes, that's it. Yeah. You're
0: I don't, focused. I don't, yeah. It, I'm focused on Sunday. Yeah. I freaking yeah, yeah. love Thursday, it, man.
2: Thursday, Sunday, Monday.
0: It's, it's the only fantasy I play. I've tried. Yeah. Uh, I've tried Fanta Calcio. I've tried fantasy baseball, which was a fucking nightmare. Like I, oh, I'd rather, I'd rather jump off of bri- I would rather awful. jump off a bridge yeah. than that's play fantasy awful. baseball again. It was terrible. Um, I've, I've I've done fantasy hockey before, but I always like two weeks in, I stopped checking my team, and everybody hates me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with fantasy oh. NBA football. I'm all in. I'm focused on that.
3: Yeah, I, I I don't mind it, man. Like I'm I'm so like Tuesday Tuesday is waiver pickup. Get ready. I screwed up my favorite pickup last week, picking up Peyton Barber. I was a stupid pickup. I didn't – I jumped the gun on that one. I was so mad. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's fun. And, and what the heck is up with Waller, man? He had a good opening game this season, and he shit the bed the next three games. They, 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 well, they actually, I will say, like, the
0: the game against the Dolphins, I I didn't watch their second game. I watched him the first game against Baltimore where he did great. Didn't see him, didn't see him the second game. But the third game was against the Dolphins. And, like, the one thing, Jerry, that the Dolphins did well in that game was they covered Waller well. They, they, they rotated a couple of different athletic corners on him and actually limited him to like 45 receiving yards when he usually goes off for a hundred plus yards on everybody. So the dolphins actually played him well (laughs) before we turn this into an NFL pod. uh, I want to wrap it up. Uh, So yeah, every, every day I go live uh, talking American sports on the five reasons sports network, YouTube, huge. Thanks to, to William. Awesome job. As always mass awesome job as always, sir. And of course, Jerry, and again, make sure you're checking out Jerry's tweet, following him, to enter the raffle oh, to win no, to win a jersey. No, maybe a Lazio jersey, maybe a jersey of your choice. Uh, we will talk jersey, to you guys again Cowboys next time. What, what? What? Cowboys you, jersey. You want to do a Cowboys jersey giveaway? <laughs> I, I feel like you would alienate a lot of people from our audience. We have like people Absolute from other parts of the world fan base. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. We will talk to you guys uh, again uh, next time bye on bye, another guys. episode of the Calcio Connection
1: podcast. Ciao. I can't believe 9 people are still watching us after all like, that garbage we're talking about.